Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of F and I'm Doing a Podcast. I'm Curtis Wakanda's variant MC Grief Counselor. And it is raining its ass off on a Wednesday. Uh, it's supposed to do that the entire day. There's been sightings of tornadoes here and there. And uh, I'm just hoping uh, that's not going to be an issue later on or while I'm in this Jeep right now. Uh, it's the Lunchtime Podcast, and uh, I'm just basically going to talk about a few things on my mind of late. Oh, uh, man. Uh, I, I've been scrolling throughout the day on the Twitter, and I was wondering about different subjects to kind of talk about, you know. Should I talk about the Buzz Lightyear movie that's coming out next year, which looks really awesome, and Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear, which, by the way, I have no problem of uh, Chris Evans replacing Tim Allen in any capacity, because Tim Allen uh, has basically kind of, for me anyway, worn out his welcome when it comes to his perspective on, on shit of late. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, don't. Uh, I mean, I know he's got the Last Man Standing show where he kind of gets to give a conservative, quasi view of things. But I haven't watched it at all since uh, his views tend to, or the character that he plays views, tend to uh, abandon the views of MAGA conservatives. Or do I want to talk about uh, horror movies that have come out and uh, what uh, I'm watching or what I want to watch soon and how everything's going there. Or I could talk about uh, politics right now, where yesterday uh, Kristen Cinema proceeded over something or other, some kind of... uh, uh, case or some kind of situation and uh, she looked like she was either ready to show up at a PTA meeting or get ready for uh, the Kid Rock concert right after or prepare to ride a bull at Timbuktu either one of those options is pretty much on point for how she looked and I'm not Okay, I am shaming her reasons for dressing like this because she's kind of like, well, I'll get lots of attention. People will be reminded that I'm the one that's helping the bill get gutted along with Joe Manchin because I love playing the heel. Because that's what this is. Cinema thinks that she's in wrestling right now. She thinks she's a heel play acting as a wrestler or play acting for her role as a heel in this. She gets the light out of this. She ignores her constituents. And she has no empathy. Unless it involves her bank account. I don't know her personally. A lot of us don't. But what she's showing on the outside. For me right now. Is saying a lot about who she is. As a person. So she can kick fucking rocks. Speaking of kicking fucking rocks and down the street and into a river, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, that uh, Proud Boy shooter, 
he's just a kid, uh, but he has ambitions of a monster who killed two people, who we can't call, the judge basically said, uh, we can't refer to the people that he shot as victims. And that angered a lot of people, myself included, because I'm trying to figure out just what the fuck this judge was smoking before he said that. And I'm trying to figure out what exactly is... Why haven't they locked this... Why haven't they put this motherfucker under the jail? Because I'm tired of hearing about white supremacists, domestic terrorists getting away with shit and being reminded how much shit they get away with. And I'm pretty sure that bastard is going to get away with it too. And... I'm just kind of done with it. I'm really done with uh, all this bullshit. Domestic terrorists. Speaking of which, uh, a lot of the uh, domestic terrorists, uh, colonizer, insurrectionist who attacked the Capitol on the 6th, said that uh, they have met with several politicians the day before the insurrection. And I want to know names. I want to know which one of these fuckers who we already have tied to this insurrection facilitation is the one. I need it in paper. I need it on video. I need to see this. Uh, apparently, Marjorie Three Names and Lowen Bobert have put out videos about how they're not a part of this at all. Not a part of any involvement at all. But those knuckleheads decided... Uh, on the 6th, or one of them, Lauren Bobert, on the 6th, tweeted out at 6.30 that morning, 17, this is 17.76, before a few hours when they attacked the Capitol, tried to have a coup, and almost overthrow our democracy. Had they been smart enough to go another corner or really do some damage they would have succeeded in what they needed to do I highly suggest you seek out AOC's Instagram involving her experience that day and miss me with any kind of bullshit defending or trying to retcon what happened what they did uh, was brutal, vicious and it's the same kind of gaslighting that we saw with every massacre that's happened in this country by domestic terrorists. Especially the massacre that happened in Tulsa. I remember when they tried to call it a riot. Like the people they lynched and murdered had a equal footing chance in this terroristic act. They didn't. So I'm hoping that they're scared. They need to be, and I'm hoping that they're held accountable because I'm so sick and tired of pieces of shit villains getting away with actual murder and insurrection. It's it's just getting too much to everyone, to me in particular. It's too much. Um, our country, it makes it seem like we're on fire. And in a lot of ways, in certain spots, we kind of are. Uh, 
I try to not be so overwhelmed by everything that's going on. And I try to look at things that I really enjoyed this year. Uh, we're almost, the year's almost over. And like all of us that love film and TV, we're going to be tweeting out or talking about our favorite shows that are coming up. That are not coming up, but that were the best thing that we saw. And what stands out right now for me, I'm going to be five, and I'm probably not going to go into detail with them. I'm probably going to forget. I'm just going to go tie five and the ones that really hold weight to me. Uh, Midnight Mass, Squid Game, Only Murders in the Building, The Fear Street Trilogy. Ah, man. Um, I'm trying to think of something else that sticks out. That was a that was a great series to watch. Uh, I liked you, but I can't put it on those levels. But I liked you. I thought you was a really good series for, for the season. Uh, I, my name is, it, it escapes me now. Uh, I also particularly like uh, *Malignant*. Uh, if you've read my review on it, I *Malignant* is honestly. The best love letter to Gonzo horror genre stuff, like Basket Case, those in Street Trash, those type of films. And Malignant, if you have to see it, it has me. It had me dying laughing. Uh, that shit, oh my god, was so fucking funny. Uh, that sticks out. Uh, okay, I got nothing, but I really, really, really loved. Murder, only Murders in the Building, Fear Street Trilogy. The Fear Street Trilogy was fucking awesome. I like how shows surprised me. I didn't have a whole lot of faith in that trilogy because it gave me off CW horror vibes. And I was like, uh, I'm not going to watch it. But I happened to be off. Nothing to do, really. So I said, you know what? I'm going to check it out. And I was hooked. Fear Street Trilogy is awesome. Only Murders in the Buildings on Hulu. It is really good. It is brilliant. And lots of heart. It is the murder mystery Ted Lasso. If you will. Having that kind of vibe after watching it. I have not watched Ted Lasso. I don't know why I'm comparing it to that. But I hear people tweet out and talk about that in such a way. Is how I feel about Only Murders in the Building. There was such heart and humor and warmth. With each episode, as they were uncovering the mystery of uh, who killed this guy that was in the building, and the tang, the twist that they had in it, I thought was pretty interesting throughout it. Uh, there was a cyber, and I can't remember it now. I'm trying to remember now. It was like tip my tongue. The Netflix had a cyber series that was out about the internet, basically. I'm uh, trying to remember the title, and that was really good the who the mystery on who that person was surprised me but i kind of didn't have it didn't have a whole lot of impact toward the end uh speaking of having impact toward the end was midnight mass if you have a chance to celebrate if you want to celebrate halloween in a great way and you want to invest uh seven hours i highly fucking suggest you watch Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass plays out like a Stephen King novel. With less problematic characters, or less 
cringeworthy characters and an actual solid landing in its ending. I love Stephen King, but sometimes the endings don't hit the mark. Uh, Under the Dome comes to mind, for example. But uh, Midnight Mass is amazing. I went back and rewatched the last three episodes of Midnight Mass because they're god tier intense. Uh, that is some beautiful performances and such amazing work on a high level. Uh, I haven't seen, I haven't felt the intensity and unsettling feeling and dread of uh, any kind of TV show or film in a long while, and Midnight Mass captured it in such a way, because you're invested in these characters. You immediately become invested in these characters, not immediately, but dude, they grow on you. And by the seventh, by the sixth episode, toward the halfway point, the intensity has reached fever pitch, and you're wondering, oh my god, what's gonna happen? And when that shit goes down in that scene, you're like, God damn, this is really happening. Oh my God, what's happening? It is very dark. It's sad and beautiful at the same time. You, you hear people drag on about, oh, the monologues, the monologues. This is the one case that I love about Flan- uh, Mike Flanagan and monologues. I don't fucking care about monologues unless they're actually done to give more depth to the character. And it does. Or give you a layer of the people and what they're doing uh, there are no overtop performances Bev Keen who Bev Keen was a character in Midnight Mass who is probably the most deplorable character in a TV show format or even movie format uh, because she's so fucking real we all know someone like Bev Keen who manipulates a person's belief to fit her own agenda and she looks beneath them she, she sees she looks beneath them also check out why the last man i know it's getting canceled by fx or fx hulu and you're like why should i invest it it's worth watching if anything do like i did and check out everything after episode four because the episode 9 is intense as fuck because you have all the cards being all the players being being either acting on some stuff and shit hitting the fan and there is a really amazing cathartic moment in the middle of the chaos that was so perfect it was awesome but uh that's really all I got. I hope you guys are having a great day. The ladies are having a great day. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You know where I'm at. Uh, give me your thoughts and ideas about horror movies. Uh, send me any suggestions for horror movies I may not have seen. And I'll try to seek those out. But uh, I'm really, would really love to interact with you and on this kind of thing. And I hope those that get to listen are checking it out enjoying what i have to say and that's really all about that uh this has been episode 10 
of Effit. I'm doing a podcast. I'm Curtis, and we will talk again shortly.